Welcome to the Kupalithis Podcast. Welcome to the Kupalithis Podcast. I'm Nick Kupalithis, your host, and I am privileged, really am, to be with you right now. Now, you heard a new sound, and that new sound is when I feel like I have something to get off my chest, meaning the train is coming, like buckle up arms and legs inside the ride, you're going to be able to hear this sound. So when you hear that sound, it could be anything. It could, it, it, it could be just getting something off my chest. I could be talking about a hotbed issue like we'll talk about today. But when you hear that, you better buckle up, get the kids out of the way, hands and feet inside the ride at all times, and that is basically what today is going to feel like. Now we're going to do. We're going to talk about a day in history, and you know I love history. History is so important. You need to know history. You need to know why things happened the way they did. You need to research it. You can learn so much about humanity. You can learn so much about yourself. History is so important. It's more than just days and facts and and and. Uh, dates. It is life that has unfolded already, and we can learn from that. Because this episode is being released on January 22nd, 2023, I want to do a day in history, and I want to go back to a very, very controversial, I would say wicked decree that came out on January 22nd, 1973, and that is the infamous Roe versus Wade, which has since been overturned, but the damage has already been done, and so we are going to go into a hotbed issue today. We're going to talk about, for a few moments, we're going to talk about abortion. So as we like to do, we're going to begin with a quote, and this quote is from Mother Teresa. Yep, I'm going there. Mother Teresa. How do you argue against Mother Teresa? You don't. I feel the greatest destroyer of peace today is abortion because it is a war against the child, a direct killing of the innocent child, murder by the mother herself. And if we can accept that a mother can kill even her own child, how can we tell other people not to kill one another? How do we persuade a woman not to have an abortion? As always, we must persuade her with love And we remind ourselves that love means to be willing to give until it hurts. So many things here. Mother Teresa calling it as it is, calling it murder. But she reminds us, and before we go any further in this episode, it is so important that we have to have love and compassion for opposing views. We have to have love and compassion even for those who believe that murder, abortion of the unborn, the the, the murdering of the unborn, we need to have compassion for those who hold those views. We need to have compassion for those women, those mothers who are carrying those babies who are choosing death and not life. I know it's a rare thing in this day to be able to disagree and and not get canceled, but I would just want to say this, that... It is not love to not tell the truth. Let me put it this way. It's love to tell people the truth. It's love to tell people, hey, what you're doing is wrong against God, against humanity, and we lie to ourselves. 
when we are unwilling to speak the truth, whether as a U.S. citizen, whether as just a man of humanity, definitely as a pastor, I need to be able to speak into these things, but we need to do it with love and compassion. Now, we're going to use some strong lingo. We're going to talk about it for a little while here, but I don't have compassion on the act of abortion itself. And I want to tell you that just because Roe versus Wade was overturned, it doesn't mean that we are not dealing with people who would love to make abortions, uh, access to abortion very easy for our population. Now, let me just remind you some things here. Let's just look at this. Uh, Roe versus Wade, okay, this is Wikipedia, and I'm just going to Wikipedia for this, was a landmark decision of the U.S. Supreme Court in which the court ruled the Constitution of the United States conferred the right to choose to have an abortion. This is one of the saddest days in the United States history that we would say that it's a right to murder the unborn. Now, the underlying case was brought to the Supreme Court by Norma Corvey under the pseudonym Jane Roe, hence Roe versus Wade, who in 1969 became pregnant with her third child, and she was not allowed to have an abortion in Texas. So this case, I'm giving you kind of the, the, the cliff note version, the spark note version, went its way through our judicial system and ended up in January of 1973, the Supreme Court went back and forth on this and issued a seven to two decision in McCory's favor holding that due process clause of the 14th Amendment to the United States Constitution provides a fundamental right to privacy which protects a pregnant woman's right to an abortion. So the court basically based their decision off the 14th Amendment. Now, let me read you the 14th Amendment. It says, No state shall make or enforce any law which shall abridge the privileges or immunities of citizens of the United States, nor shall any state deprive any person of life, liberty, or property without due process of law, nor deny to any person within its jurisdiction the equal protection of the laws. So what did they do? They said, we can't tell a woman that she needs to have that baby, even though, for the most part, her choice was to have that child. Rape, incest, some horrific, demonic, evil acts, only, at least today, only make up of about 1% of abortion. So people use the 1% to justify the 99%. It's, and I would ask this question right now. See, I feel like the train is like whistling, right? I would ask this question. Don't you, aren't you actually contradicting yourself the fact that the 14th Amendment says deprive any person of life and liberty? Well, what about that un, unborn child? Well, it's only a fetus. Well, listen, what is a fetus? A fetus, if you look it up, is the offspring of humanity. When you listen to a lot of people who are pro-abortion, what do they say? Well, it's just a fetus. And you would think that the definition of fetus would be a clump of cells, but it's not a clump of cells. When you look it up, it's the offspring of humanity. It's offspring of a mammal. That's what it, It's our offspring. And so on January 22nd, 1973, our country, because of these nine justices, technically seven of the nine justices, they ruled in favor of murdering the unborn. And can we just give a definition here? I, I think sometimes what happens is that 
we hear a word and we don't understand it. And, and if we were to look up the definition of abortion, this is what we would find. According to Gale.com, which I don't necessarily think this is conservative or Christian, but this is the title of the, um, the article that I'm reading from, Abortion, Opposing Viewpoints, Online Collection, Gale 2022. And this is, uh, this is the definition that they use for abortion. Abortion is a medical or surgical procedure to deliberately end a pregnancy. Later on, they use the word to a procedure to terminate a pregnancy. So to end it, to terminate. And how do you terminate a pregnancy? You have to terminate what's inside of that woman. And this is typically applied to an abortion medical or um, surgical procedure. So it's either surgical, an abortion, and that surgical abortion procedure is a suction abortion, also referred to as vacuum aspiration, which involves removing tissues from the uterus through a thin tube. You're, I mean, how disgusting are... This is absolutely disgusting. This is... Um, you know, the things that they did to the Jews and to Polish political prisoners in World War II were absolutely hideous. And yet, every day in America, these kinds of procedures are going on. We should be ashamed of ourselves. That's a surgical procedure. Then there's a medical procedure where medicine is used. Uh, the, the infamous RU486, which they give these drugs to uh, the women, which blocks the production of progesterone in their body, a pregnancy hormone, and ultimately you miscarry because your body rejects the baby. And so when we're thinking about abortion and we hear that so much, we're talking about the termination of a baby. We're talking about a procedure that kills a human. So how many abortions? Well, since 1973, in America, there's been over 63, 64 million abortions. And uh, I'm going to read from actually what the data says about abortions in the U.S. Pew Research Center report. So you can look that up. It's an article from actually January 11th, 2023. And I want to read this to you, and I, this is really interesting, talking about the, how the CDC and Guttmacher Institute report their, um, their numbers. So the CDC basically said in 2020, because that's the last time we have numbers for abortion, the CDC says there are 620,327 abortions nationally in 2020 and in the District of Columbia and 47 states. We'll get to that in a moment. For them, that was a 1.5% decrease. Now, Guttmacher's Institute, their total for 2020 was 930,160, a 1.5% increase from the previous year. That is a lot different, but how did they get those numbers? And this is interesting. The CDC compiles figures voluntarily reported by the central health agencies of the vast majority of states, including separate figures for New York City and the District of Columbia. Its latest totals do not include figures from California, Maryland, New Hampshire, which did not report data to the CDC. So they just decided there's no data. We're not going to report anything 620,000 plus. Now, the Guttmacher Institute compiles its figures after contra uh, contacting every known provider of abortions, clinics, hospitals, 
physicians' offices in the country. It uses questionnaires and health department data and provides estimates for abortion providers that don't respond to its inquiries. So there is estimation in Guttenmacher's Institute, but according to this article, it seems that they are doing a better job than CDC of questioning, asking, pursuing the data. So almost a million abortions, according to the Guttmacher Institute in America. That's, that's, that's mind-blowing. That's mind-blowing statistics that every single year we're, we're seeing hundreds of thousands of pregnancies terminated. Hundreds of thousands of babies gone. And you know what? You know, sometimes you say, well, you never know who those babies would have been. Would they have been the next Elon Musk, the next Bill Gates? The, uh, I mean, good people, bad people. I mean, they could be all of the above, right? But you know, I think you have to think of it this way. It's not just these great names, quote unquote, that, that we could have had. It's not just imagining that there could have been the cure for cancer or other diseases or technological advances that certain individuals would discover, but just maybe a friend of yours was terminated. Maybe somebody that would have ministered to you. Maybe somebody that would have come alongside you in life. Just such a wide range of individuals when we think about who was terminated. Now, here's the thing. Now, Planned Parenthood, Planned Parenthood of those numbers has the highest numbers of abortions than any other group, any other facility. If you were to look at the annual report of 2020 to 2021, and you would go to page 27 of the report, it tells you their abortion services. Guess how many procedures? Do you think it's 10%, 20% of the numbers I just gave you, which were two different numbers, I get it. It was 383,460 abortions between 2020 and 2021. Ryan Bomberger of the Radiance Foundation had a great article on this. If you go to his site at radiancefoundation.org, it's under the title, which is a great title. He's so creative. Planned Parenthood makes a killing during the pandemic. And this is what he wrote about it. In 2020 to 2021, going off of that report that I just read you, he says, people lost businesses. They spent their lives building. Planned Parenthood, however, was open and cashing in on COVID. In a pandemic where they provided 200,000 less breast cancer exams and pap tests combined, than the previous year, Planned Parenthood somehow managed to have plenty of time to kill more human beings than ever in history at 383,460. The abortion giant violently ended 28,589 more human beings from July 2020 through June 2021 than the year before. Listen, This doesn't even stop at this this number. Listen, Listen to what Ryan says about this. He says, their profits skyrocketed too. From 69.7 million to $133.7 million. 
Almost, that's almost doubling right there. It's amazing what happens when fear is your business model. This is what Ryan says. Even though they serve 260,000 fewer clients than they did the year prior, they managed to rake in the most taxpayer dollars ever at $633.4 million. You're right. You're saying, is it illegal to give tax money to abortion clinics to, yes, it is. It absolutely is. As goes with all of these things, lawyers figure out loopholes and other ways getting around it. And so tax money goes to paying for these abortions, which is horrific. Well, how much does an abortion cost? Well, let's, let's go to that reliable abortion clinic that is responsible for the murder of hundreds of thousands. Again, Planned Parenthood, I'm looking at their site and how much does an abortion cost? April 29th, 2022. And it, te- it basically says it, it's the type of the abortion you need, how far along you are in your pregnancy. But then they kind of they, they, they chip in here and they're like, hey, there's, there's a rollback deal. This is like Walmart here, you know? We, they say <laughs> abortion pills can cost up to 800 but it's often less. The average cost of Planned Parenthood is around $580. Oh, great. There's a discount. Let's go kill our child there. We can kill that child. for. We can commit murder legally for less money at Planned Parenthood. An in-clinic abortion can cost up to $800 in the first trimester, but it's often less. The average cost of the first trimester in-clinic abortion at Planned Parenthood is $600. The cost of a second trimester abortion at Planned Parenthood varies depending on how many weeks pregnant you are. How sick is this? This is absolutely disgusting. Sick. I'm, 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 getting, I'm getting angry. The average range is from, a, and I'm getting angry, and we should, we should have righteous anger. Be angry and do not sin. Things should upset us. Nick, you shouldn't get angry. Yes, be angry and sin not, the Bible says. The average range is from about $715 earlier in the second trimester to $1,500 to $2,000 later on in the second trimester. Your abortion, this is what the site says, your abortion may be free or low cost with health insurance. But coverage for abortion varies depending on a lot of factors. I, I just want to remind you here that this is talking about first and second um, trimester abortion. At the end of at the second 27 weeks, the second trimester, that baby is 14 inches long. It's two pounds. The lungs have developed. The brain is grow, growing. There's facial features that have been going on during the second uh, trimester. There's organs are being developed. Uh, and as early, really, as 12 weeks, uh, you can tell if the, if the child is, is male or female. I mean, there is a lot of development that's going on. And honestly, at 27 weeks, that baby could be born and survive. The earliest ever, as far as I know, now you can put this in the comments of something different, 21 weeks is the youngest for a baby to survive outside of the womb. Uh, I mean, ideally, right, you want to take that baby to term. But we're killing our unborn even when they can survive outside the womb. I'm just disgusted right now sitting here. 
that as a society we have said it's okay. You know, primitive societies all through American and American through world history have allowed for the murder of the unborn. And I do believe America is exceptional. I love our country, but this is worse than a stain. This is worse to me than slavery. This is worse than many of the atrocities that have happened in our history. The fact that we are responsible for killing in our nation over 64 million babies. It's despicable. It's absolutely despicable. And so I I feel the only thing I can do now before I end is this. Let's pray. Dear Jesus, forgive us as Americans for allowing this sinful, wicked act to take place in this country. Lord Jesus, I believe this country was dedicated to you in things like the Mayflower Compact and Jamestown Covenant. But Lord, we have gone our own way. Lord, we repent and turn towards you. We ask you to end abortion. Lord, you ended Roe versus Wade. Now end abortion in every state in America. Lord, raise up men and women. Lord, to voice your heart for the unborn. And Lord, I pray for any woman who might be listening to this or a man who has been closely connected to abortion, I pray for a repentance to sweep over their souls, but also a healing. God, there is no sin too great. There is no depth that you will not dive to rescue us. Jesus, we love you. We thank you. Thank you for listening. God bless you. And let's be the generation that sees the end of abortion in the United States. Thank you so much for listening to the Kupalethis podcast. Please consider supporting this by a donation at thekupalethispodcast.com. It is a tax-deductible donation. If you would like to write into the show, you can write me at kupalethis at gmail.com. Yes, you got to figure out how to spell that, but share, subscribe. See you next time. Just show up.